The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to The Sisters, Episode 2, Unhear This, inspired by real events. Today is Friday, October 8th, and in today's Talk of the Town segment, a strange story from a local oddity called The Mudder, a museum dedicated to, well, medical abnormalities. Yes, I'm gonna, I'm watching it. Like a human watching what? <sighs> Good morning, Philly. Remember, they're doing the segment on... Forget that, Frankie. Prepare yourself. Good morning, we got another box. Come here. Look at the label. Hexham, England. And there's a note inside here. Look. Please call me before opening the box. You can reach me at plus four four. Yeah, that's England. So what are you waiting for? Let's call the number. I saw a girl upon the step. I saw a girl who wasn't there. I saw that girl again right. today. Come on, girl, stop that now. Come on, we're at the zoo. Have a look around. Who can see the lion? There, he's poking his head out behind the rock. <laughs> the man who came to our house that day, oh, Mark he? Whitney, seemed to be making some progress with Thomas's invention. He sent a cheque for £250. Maybe I was wrong about him. Gosh, look at this one, Mum. What's to celebrate, we decided to take the girls, our twins, Maud and Mary, for a day out at the zoo. A tapia. A tapia. Hmm. Nope, never heard of it. He's an ugly fella, isn't he? I think he's quite handsome. <laughs> right then, girls. You can each choose one stuffed animal each, but just one. Yes! All right. <laughs> See, I told you Mr Whitney was solid. True to his word. Well, good. I'm pleased for you, Thomas. Oh, it's not just me. Franny, it's all of us. It's the old family. It's a refrigerator motor, Thomas, not a genie in a bottle. It could still come to nothing. Hey, now, Mr Whitney says it's one of the best prospects he's ever seen. And in fact, I've been wondering if I shouldn't give up my job. What? Or go part-time, you know, so I can concentrate more on the motor. Don't you think we should see how things go first? Well, things are going fantastically. I thought you'd be proud of me. Pride goes before a fall, Thomas. Hey, this isn't pride, Fran. It's an opportunity. And Mr Winnie thinks this is a sure thing. That's why he's putting money into this. What? 
Wait. What do you mean? I, I thought that £250 was money you'd earned. Well, no, no, I didn't. No, that's his investment. <sighs> now, once we start making real money, that'll be paid back. That's how investments work, Fran. Anyway, Mr Whitney says that I need to put more time into the engineering side. Thomas, just slow down. You're scaring me. We need to be cautious. We've got responsibilities. <laughs> Mum, Daddy, I want this lion. His name's Leonard. What, you named him already? Yeah. Can I have this tape here? I'm calling him Whitney because he's got a big nose like Mr Whitney. Oh, <laughs> well, hey, hey, I'm not sure what he'll think about that. <laughs> it was as if Thomas was becoming seduced by Mark Whitney. I should have taken that cheque and torn it into a million pieces. Hello? Uh, hi, this is Frankie Bradshaw. I'm the curator at the Mutter Museum in Philadelphia. Uh, we've received a package from you this morning. Uh, yes, I've been trying to reach you. Hang on, don't go. Uh, can you give me a minute? It's the lady at the Mutter. Oh, really? Hey, sorry about that. I'm so glad you reached out. Um, I saw your post on Facebook. Such an interesting museum you have. Yeah, I'm sorry. What's your name again? Oh, Nancy. Nancy Garrell. Let me explain. My grandfather, Vincent, passed away about a month ago. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. It's all right. I'm actually at his house right now, clearing out his belongings. You see, my grandfather was a journalist. He worked back in the 60s and 70s. He specialised in strange stories, the occult, the paranormal, the unbelievable. <laughs> anyway, when I saw that picture you posted of the skeleton, I thought, my God, this seems familiar. What, uh, what do you mean? Did you open the box yet? No. We followed your instructions. I see. Well, open the box and I'll explain. Okay, hang on. Wow, is that a film canister? No, it's an audio tape. Wow, a very old one. I can barely read the label. Does that say, does that say Hellfire Club? Look under it. In the same box, my grandfather had kept, well, some kind of x-ray. Hold it up to the light. Oh shit, is that? It's faded by time, but... I can still make it out. An x-ray of a double skeleton. Unfortunately, my grandfather wasn't very organized. His office is a mess. But the more I keep digging, perhaps other tapes will turn up. Yes, please. Whatever you have, send it our way. Of course. Oh, and one more thing. This, this Hellfire Club, who are they? How are they connected to the skeleton? Play the tape. You'll see. Hi. What an unexpected surprise. Hey, Shelly. It's so good to see you. Wow, uh, you look great. Oh, uh, this is my colleague, Duncan. Oh. Howdy. Howdy. <laughs> uh, is, is Benil in? Yes, he's with a student, but he'll be out in a minute. Come in, have a seat. Here I am, my alma mater, UPenn, Department of History and Religion, where my ex-husband, Benil, is a rock star professor. Can I get you guys something to no, drink? No, no, I'm fine. Yeah, 
Coffee would be great. Ah, Thanks. Coffee. No problem. Oh, all right. So far, so good. You haven't had a panic attack. Well, I almost did when you said howdy. What's wrong with howdy? Look, just remember, you're Frankie Bradshaw, curator of the hottest museum in Philly. He should be intimidated by you. Yeah. Wow. You're, you're really good at this. You should be like a, a therapy animal. Coffee, Dustin. Uh, Duncan, thank you. Oh, yeah. sorry. Yes, Duncan. Frankie. Oh. Hi, Benil. Uh, sorry for dropping in. Don't apologize. And you, uh, I forget your name. Duncan. Yeah, I work with Frankie. Oh, well, I carried the equipment over. Equipment? It's an old reel-to-reel -reel tape recorder. Luckily, we had one stored in the basement at the mother. Yeah, you, you'll understand in a minute. Do you have a minute? For you? Of course. Come in, Frankie. <clears throat> I'll just, yeah, I'll just wait out here. Great. Is that a new dress? This? Oh, no, you've, you've, you've seen this before. Really? <clears throat> well, brain fog, I guess. Been a lot on my mind lately with the book tour and- Oh, all... yeah, right, yes, congratulations. Thanks. To you, too. I heard uh, Good Morning Philly did a piece on the mutter. Yeah, uh, did you catch it? No, I, I, I heard about it, but still, Good Morning Philly, come on, for the mutter? That's huge. Soon you'll be on CNN. <laughs> the big leagues, just like you. I didn't mean it like that. I'm sorry, let's, let's start over. Frankie, it's great to see you. How can I help you? Look, are the walls in here thin? Not especially. Why? Okay, well, a, a few weeks ago, we received an anonymous donation. It was a, a skeleton. I told him about the mysterious skeleton oh. and the search for her origins. Wow. And then a few days ago, we received this tape in the mail. There's some kind of ritual being conducted on the tape, and we think it has a connection what to- What kind of ritual? That's why I'm here, Benil. Look, we have listened to this tape a dozen times, but, well, just, just listen. So we still don't know what language they're speaking. Is it, is it Hebrew or Farsi or what? It's Aramaic. Aramaic? What, is that like? Jewish Babylonian Aramaic. The common language of Judea in the first century AD. Okay, well, good to know. I mean, is there anything significant about it? It was the language spoken by Jesus. Yep, that's significant. Can you turn it up? Is that it? For it... tonight's ceremony, we turn to the Gospel of Thomas. For it is written, and I quote, Before our Lord was nailed to the cross, he said, Go then, break my bones, and grind them into dust. I fear not. I fear nothing in this world or the next. For the bone shall grow on bone. That's enough, it's okay. No, okay. It's okay, I, I, I can get it. I did this once before. I said that's enough. All right. <laughs> What's the Gospel of Thomas? I mean, I never paid attention in Sunday school, but from what I remember, there is no Gospel of Thomas. Well, your memory's accurate. 
that's not the whole story. In 1945, in northern Egypt, a farmer lost one of his goats and followed him into a cave. Did he find the goat? No, he found something better. A jar containing a series of scrolls. One of these scrolls was the Gospel of Thomas, a book that purported to contain the true, authentic words of Jesus Christ. Wait, really? It gets better. According to the Gospel of Thomas, Jesus was a Satanist. He practiced black magic and taught the art of reincarnation. <laughs> now, clearly, this was at odds with the image of Christ as portrayed in the New Testament. Yeah. So the church dismissed it. But there were others who embraced it. Like the Hellfire Club. Yes. How did you know about that? Yeah, that's why I'm here, Benil. I read your article. Oxford Journal of Theology, December 2021. Skull and Bones, Playing with Hellfire. They were a cult, started in the UK at the turn of the last century, but the club is still active, isn't it? I mean, there are members right here in America. You interviewed a bunch of them for your article, didn't you? And now I, I want to talk to them, so can you help me? What are you doing here, Frankie? I mean, really? Excuse me? What's this really about? Is this a competition? You figured, hey, Benil's got a new book out, so now you've got a Top me? Ugh. I mean, that would make sense. You were always so damn competitive. Me? What about you, Benil? You were the competitive one. That was the problem in our marriage. You wanted me in the stands, cheering you on like a good wife. Oh. <laughs> you know what? This was a mistake coming here. You're right. It was. You, know, you should go see a therapist to get to the root of the real problem. <laughs> here, I'll give you a hint. She's the reason you drink. She's the reason we got divorced. She? Carrie. You never got over Carrie. Even at night, in the dark, when you told me stories, you couldn't say her name. Say it, Frankie. Go on. Say Carrie. Fuck you. Sorry if you heard that. Me? No, I didn't hear anything. Oh, me neither. Let's go, Duncan. Sure thing. Here, let me carry that for you. Don't worry, he's a jerk. I thought you said you didn't hear anything. Uh. Wow, look at that line! The mutter is popping, man! Yeah, maybe we should reshuffle these people. I mean. They're standing in the middle of the streets. So someone's gonna get... Hey, Duncan, do you... Do you see that woman across the street? What, her? Yeah, is she filming us? In the sunglasses? Mm, yeah, so what? She's probably just... Hey, Frankie, watch out! <sighs> oh my god, he almost hit you! Watch where you're going, asshole! Are you okay? Yeah, yeah, I, I'm, I'm fine. I... Oh, fucking cyclists, man. God, they think they own this city. Why does everyone turn into Mad Max when they hop on a bike? Come on, let's get you inside. I look back to where the woman was, but she's gone. 
Hi there. If you're a fan of Undertow, I know you love immersive entertainment. And let's be real, as much as we all love podcasts, nothing is quite the same as going out to see a movie in the theater, the experience of being with friends, getting your popcorn, and the sheer impact of the visual and sound experience exactly as the filmmakers intended. If you crave that experience, then Regal Unlimited just makes sense. Regal Unlimited is the all-you-can-watch movie subscription pass that pays for itself in just two visits. See any 2D movie anytime with no blackout dates or restrictions. And when you want to watch a movie in a premium format like 4DX, IMAX, RPX, or ScreenX, your Regal Unlimited membership gets you into those premium experiences at reduced cost. And you'll save not just on tickets, you save on snacks with 10% off all non-alcoholic concession items. So if you're planning to see just two movies this month, you need to join Regal Unlimited. Sign up now in the Regal app or on rigmovies.com. That's R-E-G movies.com slash unlimited. Rigmovies.com slash unlimited. Sign up for Regal Unlimited using code UNDERTOW24 and earn 10% off a three-month subscription. Regal Unlimited, the all-you-can-watch movie subscription, pays yourself in just two visits. Sign up now, code UNDERTOW24. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores, and it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com socks. What about the bikes, Francis? Do you want to stop now? Oh, we shouldn't have got those bloody bikes. Which bikes? For the girls. They wanted their own bikes, so we bought them. Brand new bicycles with all the money that Thomas was going to make. There's a draft in here. It's on my neck. I, I think... The window's closed. Is it? Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, you were talking about the zoo, the family day at the zoo. Yes. Well, in, in the weeks after, Thomas became increasingly restless, short-tempered. He was making private phone calls. What do you mean? Well, phone calls he didn't want me to hear. When he thought I was upstairs with the girls. No, that's not what we agreed on. I need to pay. I have to go. Thomas? Who was that? 
Who was? Oh, no one. No one. No, it's all right. Just, uh, just work. You know, factory. <laughs> right, let's go back upstairs. And then, several days later, there was that Saturday morning when the post arrived. It's from the bank, Thomas. Oh, I'll deal with that. It's addressed to both of us. What is this, Thomas? It says we missed a payment on our loan of £10,000. We don't owe anybody £10,000. Oh, my God. What did you do, Thomas? It's nothing. It's nothing, it's just... It's £10,000 is what it is. But we need to produce a prototype of the motor for the units in the fridges and, and... Look, this is how it's done. And how much is Mr Whitney putting into this? Well, uh, the thing is, it, 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 um... Where's the money, Thomas? I gave it to Mark because he said he's going to arrange for the motors to be fitted into the units and now I can't find him. What do you mean you can't find him? I mean, him? he's gone silent. Look, he said he had business to attend to in Birmingham, but... I've been calling him all... Look, it's only a week overdue. That's not unusual. No, I'm, su I'm sure it's just... temporary. You know? It must be. He'll get in touch any time now, I'm sure. I've been such a fool. You don't understand I've been in hell. I'm such a stupid, stupid fool. Have you asked Father Tim? Surely he'd know... Father Tim has never heard of Mark Whitney. He lied to me, love. He is a con man and I believed him and I believed that my stupid, stupid invention would amount to something. Daddy, what's wrong? <sighs> Nothing, girls. Nothing is fine. Right, Thomas, we need to call the police. And we'll go to the bank. Mr Carter, the manager, he's a very nice man. I, I'm sure he'll be able to help us. I think I'm going to be sick. Thomas, sweetheart, just breathe. It'll be fine. <coughs> no, Francis, it's not going to be fine. Thomas, <laughs> just pray with me. Please, we must stay strong for the girls. We can't let them see you like this. No, you're right, you're right. God is looking after us. Yeah. He's always there. Come on, stop crying. Come on, Thomas, love. The girls are coming down for breakfast. Pull yourself together. Daddy? Yeah? What's the matter? Oh, nothing. Absolutely nothing. We go for a cycle ride. I'm sorry? It's the weekend, Dad. Oh, yes, of course it is. Yeah, let's all go. Let's make a day of it. How about a picnic, hmm? We could take some fish paste sandwiches. <laughs> okay, cheese and ham then. And cake and fizzy pop? No, too much sugar. Remember what happened last time you drank all those pops, you fell down the stairs. And you got that ugly scar on her head. It's not ugly. You're ugly. You've got that mole on your chin. Uh, a mole is like a kiss from God. Your scar is like... Disgusting. Yeah. 
Hey, 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 if you want to go for that bike ride more, then I suggest you be a bit nicer to your sister. Yeah. Hey, both of you. Hmm. You need to be grateful for each other. Yes, yeah, Daddy. Daddy. Her scar is still ugly, though. No, it's not. My ex-husband doesn't know me as well as he thinks. The best way to push me into doing something is to tell me I can't. In the office that night, I pull up Benil's article about the Hellfire Club, and I go through all of the living persons he's referenced, most of whom are apostates, people who left the cult. Maybe one of them will talk to me. Hi, my name is Frankie Bradshaw. I'm a curator at the Mutter Museum in Philadelphia. I was wondering if I could ask you a few questions about a group called the Hellfire Club. I'm sorry, don't call here again. No, sorry. No idea, I'm sorry, I can't help you. <sighs> I'm just about to give up, until... Hey. Uh, hi, yes, my name is Frankie Bradshaw. I'm a curator at the Mutter Museum in Philadelphia, and I was wondering if I could ask you a few questions about the Hellfire Club. Yeah, I, I understand Look, you were- I did this once before, and it didn't turn out well. Yeah, yeah, I read the article in the Oxford Journal. At full transparency, I know the guy who wrote it. He's an asshole. You know him? I was married to him. And how about you, Frankie Bradshaw? Are you an asshole? Me? Nah, I'm harmless. I'm 34 years old and my most intimate relationship is with a skeleton. You want to talk to me or not? <laughs> yeah. I'll talk to you, but not over the phone. Why is that? Because these people are dangerous. Just by talking to you, I'm putting my life in danger. Oh, okay, Will. I certainly appreciate the risk you're taking then. So, look, it seems like our interests are aligned. So how do you prefer to communicate? Come see me. Where are you? The Hamptons. I just sent the address to your mobile. We better get off the line. They could be monitoring the call. Yeah, we're going on a road trip. Where? The Hamptons. So he thought your call was being monitored? He's a kid. He's paranoid, probably too much Adderall and TikTok. How old is he? I don't know, he, he sounded young on the phone. If he's so young, how does he afford a house in the Hamptons? I, he doesn't. You know, it's probably his parents' place. Of course. <laughs> Rich kid joins a cult, huh? Mm. It's always the most privileged kids who turn out the most fucked up. Anyway, do you think you'll know anything about Matilda? Or is this another dead end? I mean, right now all we have is a very unique skeleton, a tape about the Hellfire Club, and- Who's Carrie? What? Sorry, I've been meaning to ask. Like, I wasn't snooping, but, well. Shit, you know I could hear everything when you were in the office with Benil. And he said, Carrie is the reason you got divorced. Carrie is the reason you drink. But this is about Matilda, the skeleton, not Carrie. Right. But who is she? Who is Carrie? Duncan. 
drop it. So that's it? We've contacted the police, of course, but... Um... I see. And what did they say? Well, they're, they're investigating, but they don't hold out a, a lot of hope. Certainly as far as getting our money back is concerned. Hmm. Well, the problem is, Mr and Mrs Pollard, that you've tied your house to the loan. Uh, I did explain to Mr Pollard at the time that this was hazardous, and he chose to go ahead anyhow. And I did point out that you were carrying most of the fiscal risk and that Mr. Whitney, well, let's just uh, say it, it wasn't an equitable risk. What can we do, Mr. Carter? Well, as your manager, I can say you've been good customers. Um, what the bank may be able to do is work out a schedule of payments uh, through Mr. Pollard's wages, so uh, you would pay back the loan over a period of, say, five uh, to ten years, uh, adding it to your mortgage. It would be a strain, I know, but uh, you have a good job with uh, good prospects, Mr. Pollard, and... Mr. Pollard? Thomas? I'm sorry, Francis. You've given up your job, haven't you? I'm so sorry. In that case, I am sorry, Mr. and Mrs. Pollard. I am afraid there's not very much that I can do. The best we can do is to give you a little extra time. How much time? Two months. And if we default? Then I'm afraid your house will become the property of the bank. It will be sold to recover the debt. I'm truly sorry, Mrs. Pollard. This is the most the bank can do. I'm so sorry, love. After accepting our fate, that we'd be losing our home, the church was our solace, the only place Thomas and I could find some respite. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with you all evermore. Amen. Ah, Thomas, Francis, how are you bearing up? We're fine, Father Tim, we're all right. I just wish we could do more to help. We will pray for you, of course. Thank you, Father Tim. And um, how are the girls? Well, we've kept it from them as much as we can. We're going to stay at my mother's for a while so they don't have to change school and we can continue coming here to St Luke's. Just for the time being, of course, until Thomas finds a new job and we can start rebuilding our lives. Good. <laughs> ah, hello girls. Are you staying for Sunday school? Can we, Mummy? Please. Well, I don't know. Um, can we, Mum? Well, how are you going to get home? 
we can ride our cycles home with Beryl. She's almost grown up. Oh, I don't know about ah, that. Go on, move. Let him ride home. It'll be fine. It'll give us a chance to park. All right. Girls, you can ride home with Beryl. Yes! But stay on the pavement. Okay. okay. I mean it. Bye-bye. Bye. See you later. Have a good Sunday school. Love you. What about the motor? You taking it with us? Oh, forget the motor. Don't want to see that bloody thing again. And I'll tell you, Francis, if I ever, ever see Mark Whitney Stop again... Stop it, I'll... Thomas. You need to forget about the past. We need to start again. We need to make a new life for ourselves. You're right, yeah. I'll bring the girls' boxes down. Make sure you put in Leonard the Lion and the... the tapir. Don't worry, I won't say his name. Oh, that'll be your brother with the van. It's a bit early. Still need to pack up the kitchen. OK, well, I'll finish up here and you give him a cup of tea. Right. I'll be down in a minute. <sighs> you know, when I had daughters, I thought, oh, girls are meant to be tidy. Francis? No! Francis? No, 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 no! Francis, is it? Five minutes. A transplant candidate dies while waiting for a compatible heart, liver, or kidney. Imagine a technology that could provide those life-saving transplant organs for a high price and imagine what a company would do to monopolize that technology. On a remote island in Lake Superior, a team of geneticists unlocks this holy grail of medicine by reverse engineering the genomes of all mammals, creating an animal with organs perfectly suitable for human transplantation. They envisioned a docile herd animal, but one team member had another, darker vision. This ancestor is anything but docile. The team's work spawns something big, something evil, something very, very hungry. Ancestor is a complete serialized fiction podcast by number one New York Times bestselling novelist Scott Sigler with all episodes available. Binge the entire story now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. The Sisters is a Gold Hawk production presented by Realm in association with Lights Out. Created by Brett Nietzschean and written by Brett Nietzschean John Scott Dryden, and Mac Rogers. Frankie is played by Mae Whitman. Francis, Helen Baxendale. Mark, David Morrissey. Duncan, Miles Heiser. Thomas, Lee Ingleby. Benil, Theo Ogundipe. Nancy, Ramanique Aluwalia. Maud, Orla McDonough. And Mary, Lacey Finlow. With sound design by Adam Woodhams and original music by Seymour Milton and Sasha Putnam. The script editor is Mike Walker. 
For Goldhawk Productions, the producer is Emma Hearn, and the director and executive producer is John Scott Dryden. For Realm, the producers are John Brooks, Fred Greenhall, and Nicole Otto. And the executive producers are Molly Barton, Marcy Wiseman, and Julian Yap. Find the full list of credits in the show copy. Realm is your portal to another world. Listen away.